I don't know what situation you might be facing, it, facing right now, but you know, all over this world, no matter where you're listening, there has been this COVID-19 pandemic, and it is affecting people in different ways. In practical ways, it, it, it confines people to their homes. There are places they want to go that they can't go, things they want to do that they cannot do, and that could be very oppressive and quite depressive, you know? But it says in Psalms chapter 4 and verse 1, how that I cried out to God, and the Lord enlarged me when I was in distress. So I am believing God that even this word of exhortation releases the power and the anointing of God in your life so that in the midst of all of the distress and whatever might be opposing you, that you would be enlarged. That there will be just a capacity and a desire for God and for the truth and for righteousness that will rise up within you. So that in the midst of all of this, in all of this negativity, in the midst of it, what is going to happen is you're going to so turn your heart towards God, you're going to find yourself immersing in the Word of God more than you ever have before. You're going to be seeking and pursuing God and having a reckless pursuit to be conformed to the image of Him. This is a time for you to have a personal revival in your life. So I want to exhort you, do not be weary in well-doing, for you shall reap if you faint not. You know, it says in Hebrews chapter 12, how that, uh, in Hebrews chapter 12, it says that you are to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Don't take your eyes off Jesus. Don't let the noise and the storms and the wind and the environment, don't allow them to move you. Don't fix your stare and your mind and your attention on the natural and on the horizontal and what it appears like. Let your eyes be fixed on Jesus. Let your eyes be looking to his word. It says, look unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the upholder of your faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. Now, you know how horrible and horrific the, the, the cross was. It was, be, it was horrible beyond imagination. It was the most demonic thing. But yet, Jesus despise that shame and the shame of the cross. In other words, it's like this. He looked at this, ex this horrific experience of the cross as, be, as he despised it. He saw it as small in comparison to the joy that was set before him. What was that joy that was set before him? You are that joy that was set before him. He saw that as he went through the cross, and that he went through all of that agony and abuse, what would happen is that you would be redeemed unto the Father, and now he can bring many sons to glory and satisfy the desire of the Father's heart to have you as his very own child. And you know, we have to have that same mindset so that even though we may have a cross to bear, and even though we may have to deal with things that are unpleasant, you got to look beyond that and you got to be like Jesus. Look unto him, look to the word, look to the end result of where all of this is going. Look to the end result and believe for a good outcome. It says there's a joy that comes from believing. 
The God of hope fills you with all joy and peace that comes from believing. Believing what? Believing that this is going to work together for my good. Believing that God is going to be glorified. Believing that even though it might look hard, yet in the midst of it all, you are going to come out into a wealthy place. You are going to come out and you're going to be ahead and not, and not behind. You're going to be above and not beneath. So I just want to encourage you, stir up the joy of the Lord that is on the inside of you. This is important. Why is it important? It says in Isaiah 12 and verse 3, with joy do you draw from the wells of salvation. There is something dynamic and supernatural and so spiritual about joy that when you operate in that oil of joy, it activates the anointing and revelations come. You can now draw from the wells of salvation. You begin to see things differently. You begin to have a totally different perspective. So I want to encourage you, encourage you, get a hold of the joy of the Lord. I encourage you, keep persevering, continue to do good. You will reap if you faint not. It speaks about the joy of harvest, you know. I think it's in Psalms 126. It says, those that sow in tears shall reap in joy. So I declare that there is a harvest coming for you. But you must maintain, you must guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. A man has joy by the answer of his lips. So be careful how you respond to situations. Be careful what you are saying about the situations. Be careful what you are saying about yourself. You need to encourage yourself in the Lord. Now, does that mean, and I like to think of it this way, you need to be your own cheerleader. That doesn't mean that you're puffing yourself up, but you are to think soberly according as God has dealt you the measure of faith. Think soberly of yourself. I'm not saying boast in yourself. Your boast is in the Lord. But encourage yourself in the Lord. See who you are in Christ. See what Jesus has finished. Recognize what he is, what, what he is doing in your life. Recognize that the Spirit of God is at work within you, both to will and to do for his pleasure. Recognize that your heart is in the hands of the Lord, and he is going to direct you where he wants it to go, and the work that he's doing in your heart is to bring you to a place where you are in such total compliance and an agreement and obedience to him and all that comes out of obedience is goodness. All that comes out of obedience is blessing. For it says that if you be willing and obedient, what happened? You eat the good of the land. So be encouraged. Do not faint. Do not faint in this time. Do not faint in this time, for you shall reap if you faint not. You cannot allow yourself to faint, but rather be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Because you are strong in the Lord. You are strong in his grace that is in Christ Jesus. So I exhort you, I encourage you, look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. Because the things that are seen, they are temporal. But the things that are not seen, they are eternal. They have the power to change the things that are, are, that are seen. Now here is a little interesting interesting thing. It says in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 17 that this light affliction will work within you a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. But that's not automatic. It will work within you a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory 
while you are looking not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. So even though you might be in the midst of tests and trials and situations, don't let that, don't keep, don't let that be your sightline. Let your sightline be the word of God. Let your sightline be what is finished. Let your sightline be what is settled in heaven. And then let your conversations, let your attitudes, let your, let your believing, let your thinking be in line with the way it is in heaven. Let it be in line with the word of God. Let it be in line with what Jesus has finished. Everything, every situation, every challenge that you could be facing right now, Jesus has already finished it. There is no situation that you could ever be in that God has not already made provision for. Why? God is eternal and God goes before us. You see, something, you may have a situation two weeks from now. Well, God is already there two weeks from now. So there is nothing that comes upon you that God is surprised by, and he has gone before you, and he has made a way, and he has provisions in place. So there is a ram caught in the ticket. So what am I saying? Be encouraged. Don't be terrified by anything. Refuse to fear. Refuse to be anxious. Refuse to be dismayed. For the Lord is the strength of your life. And he puts you over. So I pray right now that by the power of the Holy Ghost, that you would be strengthened with might by your innermost being. You will be so empowered and strengthened by the Spirit of the Lord with all patience and perseverance together with joyfulness in the name of Jesus. You are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might.